song about a choking dragon. Kurt's watching it backward, he ain't seen it before. What will he find out? Turns out shows are kind of boring backward, but that's okay. We're gonna keep doing this weird fucking podcast anyway. And we are recording. Wonderful. Hello. Welcome back. We're back. It's uh it's a new year. And um as you know, we were killed at the end of 2019 and brought back to life in the beginning of 2020. <laughs> uh yeah. Um who yeah, someone what character came into our lives that was that was gonna bring us back though? Oh, uh in real life or is it Bernie? one can hope Uh, for me it it was it was ronald mcdonald whose slow fall into obscurity within the uh, world of food will eventually lead to his phoenix-like meteoric rise to new stardom do you think that'll happen when mcdonald's brings the like the vegan option the moment they have like a beyond nugget (laughs) they're back baby (laughs) and that's why they bring the clown back mm-hmm. they're, <laughs> to they're, announce it. They are tarot-based grimace nuggets. They <laughs> are purple now, but they're delicious, and that's all they need. I actually, it's funny. The purple meat should happen I, I, because, like, when you get a beyond, or when you get like the what? What is it? The Impossible Whopper. Mm-hmm. I wish it was a different color so that I yeah. knew it was not the like, real give me a meat. Visual indicator yeah. if it's going to be this close. Because there've been a, yeah. I've I haven't had a real burger in like eight years, so I'm just like, ooh, this this tastes like meat as much as I remember it, and See, I'm freaked out right now. You need a you need a, a meat eaty friend who can take a bite of that burger and confirm <laughs> and be like, mm, yes, yeah, no, this ain't quite, yeah. this ain't quite it. Yeah, and when I look at them. I can kind of tell. Like, it just they're a little looks, too uniform yeah, in texture. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not. Yeah, there's not those weird little in- yeah. inconsistencies. It's not chaotic. It's like a. It's an uncanny burger. It's not <laughs> impossible. Uncanny it's uncanny. <laughs> I wish it was called that. Yeah. And the, and the they brought the cats <laughs> the cats movie to brand it. <laughs> I, I just the the words uncanny valley ranch entered my mind. And... <laughs> uncanny valley ranch is that is that a uh, meme already? <laughs> I hope so. I don't think that it is, but yeah. If, if Hidden Valley Ranch is a thing, then Uncanny Valley Ranch needs to be the new thing. I like it. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? Again? Uh, we are discussing, of course, season five, episode oh, ten. We're of doing a podcast. Theme of groans. <laughs> did you just come up with that? I, I did. Dang, Chris is on fire in 2020. It's hey, <clears throat> new year, new me. <laughs> hey, it's the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> it's here on. We're gonna bring. We're 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 in the Roaring Twenties. You know that joke. You know for what I'm all, talking about. For all you D and D friends, it's 2020, the critical year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of D and D, we have some D and D jokes lined up for you later in the episode. We oh, got some funny certainly. check, yep. funny funny failed checks coming up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. If you forgot why you're here, you. I mean, hopefully you're still here. We had a little break there. I I was kind of expecting that people would give us a break for our um, holiday 
the holiday schedules getting all mucked up. Really, that's yeah. my excuse. It got hectic, and I kind of figured I kind of figured people would would assume that, but we didn't really set it up as like a holiday break. Yeah, <laughs> but just, you know what? Uh, hopefully, or it happened organically. So if you happened to log into your little. You clicked your podcast app and you saw that there was a new episode of a, a show that you forgot you were listening to. We are watching, I'm watching it backward, Game of Thrones, and Chris is watching it again, but now mm-hmm. backward with me. Mm-hmm. And, and as we get further and further into the show, we are going further and further into my own history where we're getting to parts of the show that I barely remember now. <laughs> Uh, it has been a very long time. I had a friend from high school. Um, I haven't seen him in a, in a long time, and he, we like reconnected a little bit. And I was texting him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I listened to your show." And I stopped after a while because I thought I actually want to watch this. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like, "Yeah." Huh. We turned someone into a Game of Thrones fan apparently by talking about it backwards. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a weird turn of events. But anyway, the first thing I see in Season 5, Episode 10, the finale, is kind of, you know, things I would expect to see if I remembered what I had seen before mm-hmm. in the, uh, Men with swords <laughs> the standing beginning in the of Season yep. 6, because um, I think the last thing I remembered seeing was, like, um, uh, what's his name? Jamie... Rides up in a boat um, with an empty boat uh, up to Circe, and Circe doesn't see her daughter, um, and Circe's daughter is dead. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I see in one of the first things I see in this episode is that uh, Jamie is is in a boat with a very much alive daughter of Circe, which I thought was weird. I was like, wait, how is she still alive? I thought because I I kind of got the sense that the reason he was coming in the boat with her was because he was delivering her dead body. I didn't realize that when they got on the boat, <laughs> she was already, she was still alive. That was a, that was a twist for me. Um, just like a one episode twist though, you know, um, Melisandra, um, she's hanging out with Stannis. Um, this is the first time I've seen Stannis. Um, so obviously I knew he was going to die. Uh, he, is with an army of uh, folks, and they are going to storm Winterfell. And as they storm Winterfell, they are um, interrupted. Their plan is interrupted by uh, the 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 you know the people of Winterfell, um, not the people of Winterfell, the army that's taken Winterfell, which is what's his name. Uh, Bolton, Ramsey Bolton. Bolton. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Bolton's army is coming up and and they're they've been had their plan has been thwarted and now they're going to get killed off. And they do. They do get killed off. Um <laughs> cuts to Jon Snow and Sam and they're uh talking about the dead army stuff, you know. Apparently they must have just recently seen the dead army for the first time, I'm guessing, cuz Jon Snow looks pretty mixed up about it. And uh, Sam, this part was weird for me because all I've known of Sam for, mm-hmm. uh, since you know since this moment is that he was sent to Old Town to become a maester as part of a plan of John's. And then in this moment, I'm I realized that it was just sort of like he 
it was Sam's idea and Sam really thought that this was going to be the best way to help John and he didn't want to be I got the sense he didn't want to die and see it. Yeah, he says he didn't want his uh wife and kid to to die at the hands of mm-hmm. uh whoever. whoever. Yeah. yeah. As as you as you would. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> you don't it, you don't want to see in that. In Game of Thrones if a sword doesn't kill you, a different sword will kill you instead. So, do 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 I see this army with the burning heart sigil which I had never I don't think I've seen before. I mean, I guess because they yeah. just all died. That was the end of it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I was confused about that guy. So in my notes, he is um, just some guy and same guy until toward the end where I'm like, oh, that's uh, Stannis, which I have heard of before. Um, and it shows San- Sansa kind of sneaking around um, and just trying to probably trying to get out of there. She's she's running. She's trying to run away from. Uh, Bolton, Ramsey, which Ramsey, I just, I'm still, I'm hoping that he's, I don't know, this episode with Ramsey and the woman who's trying to to hold uh, uh, Sansa in the castle with her arrow uh, next to Theon, like mm-hmm. Theon and this woman like hold um, Sansa up when she's trying to sneak out and... I, she just seems like there's there's just a couple moments where her and and um, Ramsey are just like so two dimensionally bad guy, and I'm just like, is there? I just like, is it too much to ask that there's like some sort of social consequences that created this like type of character? Like I'm trying to figure out like what's the what's the background drive for ramsey bolton to be this you know and you'll learn more about him as time goes on yeah okay though i mean don't get too excited right yeah it just like when when you see someone in a like there's a moment where ramsey bolton is like you know finishing off the rest of the crawling soldiers and then one of them's like i surrender and then he's like oh you surrender well i accept and then he kills him anyway and then he's like now i'm gonna go find my wife i'm sure she needs some sexual favors or something you know what i mean it's just yeah. like come on is this serious is this like a yep. real thing i think i should i'll just go ahead and say that like the the why is ramsey so evil thing is just a question of like which came first evil chicken or evil egg yeah he's he's evil because his daddy was evil yeah that's all yeah okay well, that's not exciting yeah yeah i mean i guess it's just like with fiction I get the, I don't know. It's like you can, it's not much, it's not too much to ask that you have a bad guy. You need a bad guy. You need bad people to drive the plot of this type of, this type this of thing. This sort of story, But it yeah. can be more, in, you, it's not asking too much to make it more intelligent about like what their story is and mm-hmm. like, and what creates that badness. And some, and, and most of the time it's way more interesting if there's like some yeah. relatability to that badness he's a sadistic maniac that's the thing that's all i guess it's just like you know though like like this is a bizarre tie-in but it does play into this point uh, i've been playing an ass load of borderlands for the last couple of weeks um tremendously enjoyable game but the second game the bad guy is entirely just a sadistic lunatic until 
you start to uncover the plot points and kind of slowly yeah backward discover his descent into madness and his like tragic backstory cool. and like yeah. the weird things that happened to him that yeah. made him that way yeah and like, it's it's honestly a fairly compelling uh well the story itself is is fairly simple but the way that it's structured within a game makes it it reasonably compelling yeah um and they could do it in a video game with tremendously less of a budget than this show had. Yeah, and I guess that's where, like, if I were watching this show and it was purposefully written to be experienced, like, out of time and, chrono- yeah, like, chrono- mm-hmm. chronology is just, like, thrown around, I would just assume that I could give the director the benefit of the doubt, the writing, you know, it's it's all going to come together at some point to make this person not just feel like a plot point written down mm-hmm. but it's just like i don't think it's gonna happen <laughs> like it's just <laughs> gonna feel like we need bad thing versus good thing and then i mean i know that the the plot gets complicated enough that there's multiple there's you know it's not just one big it's it, not everything is no. wrapped up in one arc. It, there's like many smaller ones. So it just it it frustrates me that every <clears throat> single episode of the show, from the first to the last, ends with a cutaway to the Ice King in his office saying, "I'll get you next time, John Snow. <laughs> next time." And like that, that's just it's a little on the nose. Yeah, yeah. The the princess is in the next castle. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So that being said, I you know tried to just ignore that, but it's it's really hard to do when I'm you know watching this. It's hard to ignore. Um. So anyway, I know that Theon. I knew that Theon was going to. There was kind of some fun moments where I just I knew what was going to happen because I've seen what happens later and. I guess I was proud a little bit because like sometimes I just totally forget what I've already seen. <laughs> and so a lot of this one was like, oh yeah, I know what's going to happen. Theon's going to save her. I know that because like later they're all running around together. Like for some reason I haven't been very actively watching, which is probably a big fault of this whole thing is that I like, I, I need to be like trying to think and really remember what I've seen <laughs> for this to be compelling. But yeah, there were so many moments where I was just like, "Oh, okay, I know, I kind of know what's going to happen here." But still, this this episode has surprised me in many ways. Is like, oh shit, like what, like, like speaking, like in that vein. Later, I run into Arya, and Arya has this whole scene where she kills a guy who is like. Uh, you know abusing some kids and then serious uh, and then uh aria is like hiding as one of them with a f- uh, face and i was i i wrote down like how did she get this face like i didn't think she was one of these people yet um and then it's revealed pretty quickly after she kills him that um she stole the mask from the many-faced god thing where they keep all yeah. the masks and then there's this really weird moment that I'm very, very confused about where someone walks up and it looks like the guy that trained her Mm -hmm. or trains her later, but then he kills himself with like a liquid, but then it wasn't him because she just, he he appears somewhere else. And then Arya starts ripping off these masks until it gets to her own face and she stops there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm. And then she goes blind. And then she goes blind. 
Yeah. And I'm very confused about that. Yeah, the, it's uh, this is one of the few instances where you can literally just be like, a wizard did it, because <laughs> it was. It was magic. Okay. They did magic. So it was literally just like a, like a, a projection clone type of thing? Well, <clears throat> I think... So uh, it's a little abstract, but my interpretation is that the person that drank the liquid and died was the guy she'd been training with and talking to in as much as the other guy that shows up afterward was because they're both no one. Okay. And they're wearing a mask. They they are a hollow conduit through which the many-faced god can work. Um, right. So, so once like, you truly they, achieve that. Yeah. They had completely shed their identity literally and are literally no one. Okay, so, so it's sort of like a, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like that. So she could keep peeling faces off because there's no there's no face underneath. And she could probably peel, like she could have probably peeled off her own face and it would have been another face. Yeah, but I think that one was there for symbolism reasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, that was that was a really cool, that was a cool moment. I, I dug it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been kind of jumping around in my notes. So, I finally get to see Marcella die, um, Circe's daughter, and she was poisoned, and I knew she would be murdered by those women um, from, where is it? Where are they from? Uh, Dorn. Dorn. The Dornish folk, and then yeah, I've seen that whole plot now. I think I saw the well. I, I don't see the build up, so now yeah. I'm, now I get to look forward to seeing the Dorn folk um, plan on how they're going to poison um, uh, Marcella Lannister. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, I feel like this episode was definitely as as most finales are. It kind of he wraps up some of these backward plots that I've been yeah. been watching. Um, let's see. Cuts to Marine, and I'm seeing. I'm probably seeing Tyrion there for the first time, or at least pretty pretty recently. I think he was. There was probably a battle at Marine that I just missed, or is it still going? It's probably still. It's, um, the, it's the aftermath right here, right? There must have been a bat. I mean. I don't know yet, but I don't recall. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I got the sense that Daenerys—it looked like Drogon took Daenerys off to this big, uh, like flat. Uh, what are the, what are those called? The mountains uh, that are flat. A step. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or a, or a plateau. Yeah. It looks like that. Yeah. Drogon. I got. I guessed that Drogon must have protected Daenerys by bringing her to some far off safe place so that. She didn't I'm, die. I'm remembering what happened. Okay. It's, it's coming back to me. I can't talk about it, but I remember it. It's been noted, mm-hmm. audience. Chris mm-hmm. remembers. <laughs> I, I can see it now in my vision. Um. Yeah, so I'm guessing that they were in some sort of battle. Drogon flew Daenerys off um, to, to safety. Um, and that's pretty much all I've, all I've guessed about that. Um... Tyrion and Jorah and 
Daenerys's uh, side thing. Are all chilling there, um, and I find out that the um, Daenerys banned Jorah. I knew that he had been um, exiled, but I didn't. I don't know if I'd heard that he had betrayed her. Although I guess you could just assume. Um, and I also noticed that Tyrion doesn't have the hand of uh, Daenerys's. He doesn't have the hand pin. Yeah, and I guess I should have known that. I don't remember when he gets it. You've seen that scene, yeah. but yeah, I don't When remember. do you think it was? Was it like a... Uh, soon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what I figured. It's yeah. like... But it, for some reason, that shocked me, and I was like, why is yeah. this... Why doesn't he have that thing? Um, it might be like middle or end of season six. Yeah. I don't remember. Also, so there's like a line in this scene where someone says something like, the unsullied keeps the peace in marine mm -hmm. only the unsullied only the, the unsullied yeah. yeah and i guess i'm just interested in what i'm trying to see uh, like i'm i probably can put it together based on what i've seen in the future but i don't really know what makes the unsullied so special that they can keep this place together but it's probably just historical lore with how the how they you know where where they're from and their, I mean, it's not like a power. It's more just like, is it like a respected power of like, they're just great fighters? More than anything else, I think that they are a martial force that is controlled by the queen. And that's the only martial force that the queen controls in the city. So they have to do all the peace key. It's martial oh, law. Oh, that's okay. I'm mixing. I think I've mixed them up with uh, what's the other group that she finds later? The Dothraki. The Dothraki. Yeah. I was gonna say. I was like, well, she had to find them, but that—that's a totally different group of people, you know. Just, shit happens. You just mix up names after a while. Um, Jora. Yeah, Jora and uh, the guy that's dating Daenerys. <laughs> go off into uh out in the wild to find Daenerys I'm assuming and uh Varys and Tyrion seem to be reunited in this scene so I'm assuming Varys must have come to Marine to find Tyrion through their conversation I kind of picked up that um and Varys says something about how Tyrion abandoned Varys so I guess I have that to uh to look forward to yeah <laughs> The details of that escape me, actually. That, that one I we both get to look forward piece to. Piece of plot I don't remember anymore. How that works out. Um, uh, Daenerys and Drogon. We already talked about it. I've been jumping around in my notes. Um, my next note is just a little a, th a side of thought, which I thought might be interesting to talk about. But I wrote, "Is there a new composer for this season?" And it's because I'm hearing new music basically for the first time. Like since we started listening or watching mm -hmm. this, this is like the first time that the Game of Thrones theme isn't just the only thing heard. Because like up until uh, everything after this season is probably building to end game. And so there was probably some notes exchanged where they were like, hey, Romani, you got to you got to really start hitting that theme because we're, we're really driving to this epic conclusion and we have a bunch of big fans and like, I'm wondering where the, the, was that, was it pretty famous at this point already? 
The show? Yeah. Oh, the show was famous from the word go. Okay. Yeah, like first episode out, it was. So it's it was not big. that. Yeah. So it's not. It's not just that. So because one thing I also noticed was that the set design and like I'm finally starting to see how it looks a little aged, not in. Like like the scenes where they were in the woods, there was something about it. I can't really pinpoint it, but it just didn't seem. Um, and yeah, it, it's like the way that it's shot isn't so full of CG filler. Um, I feel like the future episodes had bigger budgets. Even just the next episode in the new season had like a better CG budget. So they started doing stuff like filling in audiences and like adding extra, just like making things a little bit more epic in terms of yeah. scale, like this for and it, it maybe not for the better because this one, they're like when the troops are coming in, uh, to to take Winterfell and then they're over, you know, yeah, it, it just felt like it was a pretty natural size uh, armies for the for that those groups and times and then yeah. I think later they start to get like yep. exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And or like you see a whole army get decimated in one episode and then in the next episode that same army is marching on another city. Right. And it's like, uh. <laughs> Where like right here. When did they regenerate all their soldiers? Yeah, you know? like right here, The this is the last time I'm seeing that sigil because they're just They're done. dead. Yeah. That was all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and when they're in the woods, it, it kind of just looks like wood. Like there's like a way that this was shot where it looks a little bit more naturalistic. Yeah. And I've picked up on that. And then also the music, it was just much more, I don't know if it is more diverse in terms of like thematic and harmonic development, but it was at least like different than what I've heard before. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I was just like, huh, this is kind of interesting. I'm fine. I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like, of course they, I would, I would hope it wasn't just those same, that same melody all the time throughout the whole show because <laughs> i would get ridiculous but yeah it, it makes sense as it, i mean like the towards the end the the whole show's coming to a close so you'd use that theme a little bit more heavy-handedly yeah, yeah. to kind of make it um you know everyone knows how epic this thing is so let's turn it up there is a scene that i believe is at the very end of the last episode of the next season for us so the, the previous season mm. that cinematically destroyed the show for me Whoa. And do you remember when we were watching Reign of Fire and that green screen that just does not age well? (laughs) There's a scene that looks like that, Mm. and I tried to look at it with both of my real eyes, and it just sort of was like, is this what we're going to do from now on? And the answer was yes. <laughs> yes, it is. This is what you get. Yeah. And now we're going to give you Daenerys's, uh airbrushed dirty yeah, dress. Yeah, her weird gray <laughs> dress with the darker gray airbrushing on it to make it look torn and dirty. Oh. It, again, we keep, a lot we of, keep talking yeah. about this, but it's 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 in the last like whole season. Yeah, just <laughs> constantly wearing this horrible dress that... I, Again, been playing a lot of Borderlands, and it looks like a cell shaded prop from that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in order to show that it's torn and ragged. It has its rigid structure have a couple of like big nicks out of it, like a bat's ear. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of Daenerys criticisms, she rolls a critical fail on perception check, yeah. and it's not. 
It's not the only time she does it either. No. I, I this think, is the start, yeah. maybe? Or... She rolls with like a negative six to perception somehow. <laughs> so there's this moment in this episode where Daenerys leaves Drogon for a second just to like take a stroll through the grass or something. I don't even know what's going on right here. Yeah, why? where was she going? <laughs> I mean, she, now she I think about it. like very briefly, she mentions like, well, there's no food. At least you could hunt up some lunch. And, and then, then she's like, I'll wander the grasses looking for lunch, which um, she went to the right grasses because they were all well eaten. off. Of... Yeah, she ate them. She was very <laughs> hungry eating those those manicured grasses. This is comical because like if you're watching Lord of the Rings, Aragorn puts his like or like one, some, one of the characters will put their ear to the ground and like hear shit from far away yeah. because a it's thousand not... horses is loud i mean because think about it like this land isn't industrialized there's no motors there's nothing mm-hmm. running to like make the ground shake all the time so when you're living in a world like that and the ground is shaking that means something is yeah, coming a and thousand it's horses big. are yeah. Here, yeah and so daenerys is just walking and then she there's like a weird camera fake out where she looks one way and then she looks the other way all of a sudden and there's just like <laughs> however many hundreds of horses. She d- she does that joke from Futurama where he reaches behind him and he's like, oh, she's right behind me, isn't she? <laughs> no, I'm in front of you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then literally she's just surrounded, but not, not by 10. It's like hundreds and hundreds and they, they're, they're just like forever deep. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. They just appeared there and she didn't hear it or anything yep drogon didn't like care care or hear it i don't know and yeah it's just it's annoying because it's just you know that that was just pacing like they were just like well this has to happen and we don't really care to make it cool or like have any believability it's just a literal check mark on the thing that needs to get daenerys to the next place i have a proposition yeah a little game called (laughs) How would I have introduced this plot point? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll make my proposal. Okay. So we know that in this episode, Daenerys has to get kidnapped by the Dothraki. How do we get her there? Mm. Boy, we don't, it's just, it seems rushed. We got 10 minutes to do it. So my, my proposal is this. Trapdoor in the grass, slides down a slippery rock chute, and lands in a secret Dothraki cave. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Because that could that could lead to... Because, yeah, it's like that's it feels like I think that's the issue with people like people just think they they think that like writing is writing and like that's just how the story goes. But it's like, no, you have to like someone wrote it. So that means Mm -hmm. they had like a whole process of of getting to that that thing. So, yeah, I think um, (laughs) Daenerys is up there with with Drogon Mm -hmm. and she decides to look for food. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) they just come out of nowhere (laughs) thousands of them damn it i'm the writer (sighs) i have i have a new proposition oh yes for a way a way to save some time yeah uh marginalia you have a little banner strip along the bottom of the episode that just shows cersei's walk of atonement through the (laughs) whole episode while the rest of the episode is playing so she's just doing it at the bottom of the screen in miniature the whole episode I actually think that that would be powerful. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst idea. No, I mean, yeah. I think that, I think. I mean, it, it literally minimizes it. Yeah, like visually, but. But 
But yeah, you could you could draw some serious symbolism there. I yeah. don't know what, but you could. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I actually love that idea. I think it, I would remember that later. Yeah. You know, like, that would be well, one that's, of those. It's that's play what... with the medium a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. for fuck's sake. Like, I would yeah. I would think about that after the episode, yeah. and maybe even the next day when I went to work and just be like, wow, you know, when they did that thing that was so fucking cool. You had to watch Marcella die while you're also watching Cersei do her Walk of Atonement, and you realize just how much shit is happening to her today. And, like... You know, you've got to watch her doing her walk of atonement while John's getting stabbed to death. You've got to watch her do her walk of atonement while uh, fucking a hawk swoops down and carries Daenerys into a Dothraki <laughs> camp. Or, like, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think that you you win. Yeah. You win, Chris. Cinematic marginalia. Put it in your movies. I'll <laughs> buy a ticket. All right, so the case of Cersei's disappearing hair gets solved. Mm-hmm. Um, I already kind of, I mean, I obviously knew how it all happened, but I finally got to see it. Um, and yeah, they really missed a missed an opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> as we've talked, um, Cersei's kids. I don't know why I wrote all this. I wrote it like it was new information. I wrote, Cersei's kids aren't Robert Baratheon's, but Jamie's. <laughs> After these events, she becomes... Oh, this this is why. Basically, I feel like this moment was the... All the events of this episode where Cersei does the Walk of Atonement, it seems as if that's when she basically becomes both shameless in her relationship with Jamie. Unless I don't know... I mean... Maybe they're a little bit less sh- or more shameless before this, but it seems like she was embarrassed to talk about it. In later episodes, they're like, they do not care, but it was also in front of like servants. So maybe I'm wrong about this. But yeah, it just seems like after this episode, it wouldn't surprise me that Cersei's just a little bit less like caring about how I, people I, think I, of her. Yeah, I think I mean, she's, she's got all like, through. A, yeah, yeah. like, what else are you going to do to me? Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting because I've been. It, experiencing that version of Cersei as the only version of Cersei. And so seeing this moment, I've known about the Walk of Atonement. I know I knew what it what it meant on paper, like I knew walk naked on street, but it's one of those moments where like seeing it written down is way different than like seeing someone go through it. Yeah. And then and then like watching how horrible the audience is and and yeah, it's just like Oh, okay, yeah, she went through some serious crap. I don't know if it's enough crap to, like, burn a whole city over. I probably would. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) You're like, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) Burn them all. You fuck with me that hard, I'd probably fuck back a little bit. Yeah, actually, now that you say that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's logical. Yeah, given the opportunity and the power, I'd be pretty mad. Which, actually, I think... At the very least, I'd leave town. It's funny because uh, Barb uh, Struble, one of the people that listened to this show, yeah, she said, I remember one time, I think she was at one of my house shows, and she was like, I'm excited to see <clears throat> you, I'm, I'm excited to see you see everything that leads to this, 
Um, and she was talking about that moment. Um, she's talking about that moment where the um, where Cersei burns the whole city and mm-hmm. is like you know murdering a bunch of people. And I remember when she said that, I was just like, how? But how could it lead to this? Like, what could like it, it possibly just seemed, be? Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I've known how it leads to it for a long time now. But it, yeah, I guess it's just like seeing it is way different. Yeah. It's like I'm watching this thing wrong. It's like, yeah, it's what the like hell? Like, yeah. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I thought that was, it was pretty powerful. I mean, yeah, it's just like that. that I mean, I don't know who she is before this to lead the people to want to do that to her. Um, and she must have been pretty terrible a lot. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm just interested to see now, now that I know why she could turn like that on the people and why Grey Worm could turn on everyone like, like he does. Um, yeah. Yeah. It'll just be interesting to see why the people then did the thing that made them turn. <laughs> I, I do wish that we had gotten a look at. And this is a problem I have with, like, almost all media. Um, The poor people in this show are almost always, like, a throng. Mm -hmm. Just, like, an angry Mm. crowd. And during that Walk of Atonement scene, there had to have been some people who just stayed home and were, like, discussing what was going on and, like, had their own little poor people opinions about it. And I want to extract that value from getting a feel for what the people of the city really think of their situation because yeah they're always the ones who are underfoot just like in real life anytime uh, there's a war it's just the poor people getting fucked yeah but all we do is watch the rich people moan about it and oh man you know what i wanted that part and you we gotta never see it. you know what you want you hmm. want to go see parasite okay it's literally like it's it's what you want. Okay. <laughs> right, well, that's that's good to know. I will do this. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I watched this I watched this episode through seeing Parasite recently and then I watched Little Women through seeing Parasite recently. And like the movie it just it it's kind of why I'm asking these questions of like who is like who is Ramsey Bolton and like in is he what what part of society is he that like draws this out of humans you know yeah. like like what where where's the bigger thing to be taken away from Ramsey Bolton yeah. right and you can do it like it, it's it's actually not that hard you could write that in but you have to care to do that yep. and you you can't just be writing for the sake of making a bunch of money and you have a bunch of viewers, it's just like, oh, cool. No one gives yeah. a shit at this point, so I, I could write anything. I do an exercise in my head when there's villains in a show where I swap them out with Megatron and see how the story changes. And if the story doesn't change, it was a flat cartoon <laughs> villain. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. If Ramsey Bolton had just been Megatron, <laughs> it's the would same. it be a different story? Not really. <laughs> it just would be larger. Yeah. Yeah. More kid friendly. Mm-hmm. Also, Starscream would probably be there, which would be great. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I don't want this to be Game of Thrones. <laughs> I want Transformers in it. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It's just. When you when you see something that's like truly incredible, then you're reminded, oh yeah, there's like really great storytelling out there. Mm-hmm. 
and it's we don't have to always just like fall into the not so great stuff but yeah i don't know anyway boop 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 vader um i forget his name right now uh gregor clagain yeah gregor uh gregor the mountain i get to see him introduced to Circe, and he's sort of like it's funny because i've always wondered who he is to her <laughs> and in this moment i'm just seeing like at least symbolically he is like the one who can pick her up out of all this horrible shit that just happened yeah it's just like a savior just like yep. sweeping her up and it's like okay Very symbolic carry I'm, there yeah like i'm quite quite literally gonna pick you up and I am sworn to just murder everyone that you just put you through all this stuff. I don't know if sworn is the right characterization of his servitude. Well, I think at some point that's what her hand says. He's like, he's sworn to to destroy all your enemies <laughs> until until they're all dead. I, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I think sworn, but maybe also compelled. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, because I'm still, I still don't know what drives Gregor. Yeah. <laughs> but He's a Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. I've created him to kill all your enemies. Yeah. I made <laughs> him evil you. on purpose. Thank yeah, you, just, uncle. If you're this gonna, is the best gift ever. If, if you're going to be Frankenstein, you might as well just make it evil on purpose and just, you know, know, <laughs> I like what, you're, what, know what you're buying. I liked what Carly said about his armor probably just being stuffed full of, like, frankincense <laughs> and, <laughs> like, different good smelling things mm -hmm. like a plague doctor's mask <laughs> but like full body on that guy yeah he's like he must smell terrible yeah probably okay. smells like an old cantaloupe so this scene this season ends with uh it's funny i was still taken like the like the setup for john getting murdered he's like you know someone's some kid comes up and is like hey Someone, one of the wildlings you saved, uh, told me that your uncle, your uncle Benjamin's still alive and he knows where he is. And then John's like, "Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> I love Uncle Benjamin." And then he like runs. That's over. my favorite. <laughs> and then he sees like the like little coyote like sign that mm -hmm. they made for him. Like what? <laughs> They're just like, it said gotcha or something. Traitor, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. And then he like turns around and they just all start stabbing him repeatedly. <laughs> that little sign, like I just love that they like I, made one. <laughs> they also had to all be like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. What do we put do. on it? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just stand in a semicircle and stare at the sign. <laughs> all right, how long are we doing this? Till Ollie he comes back. Yeah, until he comes back and, you know, then comes into the middle of the circle, so he's trapped. All right, here's how, here's how it's going to go. Mm -hmm. You stand there, he's going to run in, he's going to look at that sign, he's going to be real confused. It's 7.30, man, we've been out here since noon, <laughs> yeah. staring at this fucking sign. <laughs> are you sure he's going to come? <laughs> I don't think he's coming, man. Oh, <laughs> no, there he is. Oh, they're, okay. like, caught off guard and it doesn't go well. <laughs> Ollie comes in and they're like, they found Benjamin. No, they didn't. <laughs> they, like, they, they, they forgot. They did. They did. You gotta, you should get, there's, <laughs> you, you gotta come outside, man. Nah, I'm good. I, shit. Okay. Well, um, see ya. <laughs> uh, tell him about Uncle Benjamin. What do you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Oh Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Uncle. Ben. 
All right, so they stab him to death, and then the episode ends. And I wonder how was this received? Like, how was this received by like the media when this happened? Was it like the biggest thing ever? Or um, was it? Because you had mentioned ooh, like like you it, mentioned yeah. obviously like Melisandre comes in. Yeah, she's the in, one person who can bring him back. Yeah. Speaking again of just seeing plot points on paper and and then watching them happen and then they still look like plot points on paper. Mm-hmm. Like that's the issue. It's like, yeah. come on. Like Yeah. Anyway. How is this received? Uh, it, it is Okay, I I have kind of a complicated thought. Bear with me a moment. <laughs> there is a a uh or there are a few layers here to look at. There is the intentional shock value of killing off the protagonist at the end of the season and leaving it as a cliffhanger. Sure. There is then the like intentional sort of media campaign to generate and harvest that shock. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. Then there is the genuine shock. Yeah. Then there's the other element of people who are analyzing the show for clues, like they're solving a mystery, and they're going to go, oh, he's going to come back to life. Yeah. Then there's people like me who watch the show and go, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's coming back to life. <laughs> you don't have to do any digging. Yeah, it's not that complicated. It, she's right there. He's coming back. It's, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, And it, it's... And like all of these things kind of work together in this this soup of talk, and that talk itself fuels the marketability of the show, and so they'll they'll feed that oh, fire sure, however yeah. they need to. So like trying to determine like how did the media genuinely react is is it's a yeah. mess. It, yeah, it's, for sure. A lot of angles, a lot of. Huh. Uh, but they, I mean, it generated a, a good bit of stir. Yeah. I think that's a fun part of the modern age, though, is the it, with the internet and how connected mm-hmm. people are. Is the that concept of people analyzing episode to episode and then trying to figure out where it goes, and that's never new. Like I, I mentioned before, that I was watching the Watchmen series, and then when I was digging online, I found that someone had published uh old notes of like real old internet shit where people were talking about the original Watchmen comics as they came out and they were like wondering who murdered uh the comedian and there was like mm-hmm. all this and it was just fascinating to like actually look at people in real time reacting to those comics being released and like seeing, these iconic and i love going back to things like that too and finding that one person's like all bold all caps text that's like it was adrian Veidt, yeah. and here's why here's 20 <laughs> points of why and like they fucking nail it yeah. and it's got six down votes on reddit and that's Boom. it from 11 years ago yeah yeah, yeah it was it, it was interesting because yeah. you see I mean, it's just nothing's new. It, you know, it's it was funny because I was I was constantly going onto the internet to see people's reactions episode to episode of the new show, and it was just funny to watch like how, you know, at the time I I always think of Watchmen as being the graphic novel. It's the collection. You just read it all in one. But I forget like oh yeah like the thing was released chapter to chapter, week to week, and people were like, what the hell's happening next? Like it, it it's kind of that fun little magic hour. Where you're just like, yeah. So, but with the internet, it's like 
times a thousand and and you could basically just you you could like kind of what do you call it um you 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 can figure out basically exactly where they're going like you were saying mm. and i know that like i stopped watching i stopped reading stuff about um what was it the other show that this composer scored that was on Westworld. HBO. Yeah, Westworld. Yeah. And I'm so glad I didn't read the internet because I didn't figure out all the twists of the season one or whatever. But like yeah. everyone did. Like I fucking <laughs> they had love figured Westworld. It out. They like yeah. figured it out like episode four or something. They mm-hmm. were like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure this person's blah, blah, blah. And the time's all weird. And I'm like, how? Yeah. But yeah, it's like the internet is literally just this massive a hive mind and mm-hmm. and every if everyone's thinking about the same thing so intensely they're gonna figure it out so quick <laughs> like ugh. there's uh you know what the thing i was gonna say doesn't matter it's a discussion for off mic but it's okay. a, it is an interesting discussion i'd like to have Let's well see. we're gonna step away and have that conversation over here <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we had it. It was great. We learned a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we grew as characters. (laughs) I grew an inch. (laughs) All right, so what do we got? We 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 talked about the show. That's Mm -hmm. all of my notes. Um, I'd offer you, you know, your usual three yeses and nos, but I don't know that I can answer them anymore. I don't know how much I remember. Yeah, I I would say let's let's give this another couple episodes and then we'll see what kind yeah. of what kind of things we fall into. Let's like we'll kind of treat it as like a fresh start. Yeah, um, you get Olin in here again more. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about Olin. Damn, Kurt. Jeez. <laughs> no, just, like it was funny. Like right when we started watching it, I was like, I guess because we were gonna record at three, and so I didn't mm-hmm. invite Olin. And then once it was pushed to like five thirty, and now it's like seven. It's like, if, oh man, Olin could have been here. If recording later means Olin can be here, I it can does. I can usually record later. Okay, because yeah. yeah, he works until you know, yeah. like whatever six or something. So yeah. yeah, we'll get Olin back in here. We know it's fan favorite. He's. He... <laughs> I like shrugged. Like I don't know. <laughs> You're like no one likes Olin. <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, I said fan Damn. favorite in quotes. I don't know yeah. why I'm like bullying Olin. I know. I don't know what this is. This is unusual for you. You're so kind. I mean, I'm obviously. I'm the mean one. <laughs> I'm obviously messing around, Olin. Okay. <laughs> He's not even answering you. He's so he's so sad. <laughs> he's he's not even he's gonna listen to this later and just be like, What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I bought you Disco Elysium. I thought we were gonna be friends about it. <laughs> um what are your predictions for the next episode? All right. Well I'm gonna see a little bit of the Dornish folk um plan the murder of the daughter of Circe. Um, I'm going to see a little bit of battle where Daenerys is swept off of the ground by Drogon and Drogon's going to take her up to that new safe space. So yeah, there's going to be some sort of battle, I'm guessing. Um, there's going to be a lot of, uh, Stannis planning what, how they're going to take Winterfell and then there's, there's got to be some plot there's going to be some sort of plot where a character um, double crosses Stannis and tells 
Ramsey what actually is about to happen because they definitely had their plan thwarted and I, I'm assuming that's a rat of some sort uh, so I think there's going to be a rat plot it's going to okay. be like a whole Scorsese montage mm-hmm. <laughs> where mm-hmm. where they're like practicing their their uh, their mo- mo- their uh, story you know backup mm-hmm. you know like they, they gotta they gotta get it straight so that they can they can pass off as whoever because you don't want to get eaten by Ramsey's dogs if no, you're found out a as a rat like Ramsey's really actually just kind of like a really really storied mob boss. Like you yeah. don't you don't want to mess with Ramsey. He'll yeah. he'll get he'll sick your his dogs on you. Man, I wish he just would have been walking. <laughs> I would actually ooh man, that would that'd be incredible casting for him. Yeah. It'd be He's really spooky. Far too old for the for the part, but who gives a shit? Yeah, who cares? Just de age him with magic. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure he's just seated in every scene. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I think there's going to be a little bit of that, and uh, I'm trying to think of any other plot lines that I have to... Arya, Arya's got to be... There's going to be, like, a whole segment. It's going to be, like, a comedy where Arya is, like, has to be a little kid, like a, a, a real small child for a while, and it's, like, trying to pass as one of these kids that gets... Yeah, there's got to be a... I mean... Breaking that joke, I think Arya's got to get there somehow. <laughs> so I think Arya's probably going to be sneaking around as that uh, girl with the with the face. So I think she's probably going to, knowing this show, she's probably going to steal the mask this next episode and get there and then do that. I don't think there's going to be any like dilly dally in there. Um, I'm trying to think, maybe Cersei gets uh. Yeah, I don't know. Something with Cersei. Yeah, something. <laughs> Cersei will do something. Cersei will be around. Yeah, she'll. something will happen. Yeah. That's my guess. I'm sticking to it. Sounds great. That was a... Whoa, that was a... Uh... Hang on a second. I'm remembering. Well, you had like a Bush Senior going there for a second. Oh, really? Yeah, you're like, I'm sticking to it. And uh, then it just. I'm sticking to it. Wouldn't be prudent. Ah. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Well, uh, this was fine. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Uh, we watched another one, and we'll watch another one next week, hopefully. It's good for our guts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. And, uh,. <laughs> Chris is like, yeah, 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 and then he just backs off and then ponders deeply <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the corner, just like, yeah, it is good for our guts. And then for the rest of his life, he's just whispering, "It's good for our, it's guts. Good for our guts. It's good for our guts." You, you, you come visit me guts. every decade or so, and I'm just like in a cell, rocking back and forth. It's good for our guts. And next to you is yeah, it's good for our next guts. to us is next to you is Hodor. <laughs> Hodor. Hodor. Made in the Hodor. shade. Hodor. Hodor. Oh boy. I still don't know about that, by the way. What, made in the shade? Hodor. Oh, Hodor. Yeah, no, you don't. Okay. <laughs> Alright, goodbye. Uh goodbye. It's good for your guts. Good for your guts. It's good for your guts. Good for your guts. Mmm. Well. Here's a little folks all about the and dragon. 
Kurt's watching it backward, he ain't seen it before. What will he find out? Turns out shows are kind of boring backward, but that's okay. We're gonna keep doing this weird fucking podcast anyway.